Welcome to another episode of the TLDR podcast. Today, Luke and I chat all things self-reflection and find ourselves going off on some random tangents. Enjoy it. Hey, brother. Happy Monday. How are you doing? I'm doing so good today. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty buggered, but good. Good for, good for seeing you. Good for chatting. It's been going buggered? On. What's going on? I'm just tired, man. I think I had a pretty big week uh, of training and moving the last few weeks and just body's weary. Um, Stoked yeah. to have a bit of a deload week. And yeah, I think I had a beer yesterday. So that's, <laughs> not just one. I had a couple of beers yesterday. So I might oh, be couple. Okay. having not had a, an alcoholic beverage for a few weeks. It just puts you on the back foot just a little bit because I'm so used to being elite and optimal. Mm. Can you actually feel the difference? Oh, bro, hundred percent. Like, yeah, right. Like significantly. It's oh, not like I'm beers. like. So, no. Nah, <laughs> How many beers? Yeah, I had like. I had two glasses of wine, a jug of beer, and a stubby. So, more than like, not. Okay, that's like not six, exorbitant. Eight standards. Yeah, like it's not an exorbitant amount, but sure. considering my usual I'd be amount based off that. donuts. Um. Yeah, it was definitely. It's just like you just don't feel hundred percent. I could probably feel about. 90 or 85 which most that's people a, take yeah but like when you're used to being 100 percent, true noticeable i'd be hammered off that by the way <laughs> we getting on or you're right were you lit up no 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 i think oh that was spaced over a few hours bro like it was it wasn't just Still. i wasn't doing these ones <laughs> yeah 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 true um, well you look good thanks bro thanks i need i need it give me some more affirmation it's one of my love languages um, I'm really liking the short hair, the beard and short hair. Really nice. And this is like a little semi uh, plug to the YouTube. The, beard, on sure. the visuals. You the visuals. out there listening can also view what I'm viewing right now. Lucky, lucky everyone. And every now and then you'll see my, uh, my dog Chesley's head pop up in the bottom right corner here. Is Luke he ever goes on mute because the dog's barking basically. You'll hear two barks and you'll see me yeah. frantically <laughs> going for the keyboard to mute. Just I think we should be right tonight. Oh, this afternoon. It's usually uh, maybe it's the posty or something. I'm actually not sure, but it's the same time every time when we record. It's like 40 minutes in or something. The posty must go by, and he just yeah. loses his shit. So we should be sweet now, provided we don't go all the way to school pickup. Because I live like right next, or not right next to school, but people park on my street and out the front of my yeah. house to pick up their kids from the primary school around the corner. Yeah, which sends him. Like so, a quarter past three. If we're still on in three hours or two and a half hours, we're, st- we're still on three hours. I'm in trouble. Eh? I've been missing some meetings for work, but it w- <laughs> would mean it's a good chat, that's for sure. Oh, 100. Yeah. So buckle up. <laughs> what about you, bro? You were. Uh, I think you said this morning you were firing. You're feeling really good, dude. You don't know what you got until it's gone. And COVID just like really made me realize how much I value you feeling good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good now. For a little while there, for yeah, a solid. Well, it's coming up on three weeks on Wednesday. So I'm like day 18, I reckon, since. Yeah. Um, since contracting COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Probably like 96%. 96, not 95. That extra percent gets you over. Yeah. Because I said 95. I said 95 on Saturday. And I reckon I'm slowly getting back. Okay. Yeah. So a couple of percent a day. Oh, a couple of percent every, you know. A few days. A few yeah. days or something. Half a percent a day. No, I'm yeah, feeling nice. good, man. I'm fired up, actually. Ready to go. Yeah. What's what's lit the fire? Just not having something or 
Um, yeah, like a mix of feeling better and feeling like I can get back into some intensity and some, some volume with my training and just everything that's going on, to be honest, like without, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I've got some good stuff happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, that's, what, that's what they were for. Tell me what's going yeah, on. I'm stoked, I'm stoked with this. Like this, the potty's going really well and we're talking to some cool people and we're getting amazing feedback. And, um, and I was actually going to send you a text yesterday, man. I'm actually, I'm stoked to have met you when I met you. Um, the timing wasn't that important, but just having, yeah, having you around the place has been good, man. So I, I appreciate it. I was going to send you a text, but I, I figure I might as well just put it out there in the public space. Um, yeah, it's it, been man. really good, man. So you're a big part of that. Plus where we're at with the gym and training and footy stuff and the strength and conditioning program. And yeah, generally, honestly, just kind of where I'm at mentally as well. Like the kind of man I'm turning into, I suppose. I know that's like a weird phrase, but um, yeah, happy, happy, happy. Sweet. What about you? You feeling good? Well, apart from being just like generally under the weather. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm itching to get back to Perth. I think Perth, um, the Lord Senator McGowan, that reigns supreme over People's Republic of WA has allowed the rest of the world in from um, the 3rd of March, I think it is, which would be really good. Uh, I'm going for a back for a quite a long trip. So uh, it'd be good to see the team, see the fam. We've got a few weddings over there. got a few birthdays. Um, it's going to be a big time of year, um, but also just that I think that Zoe can come over for weekends. I think we'll spend Easter there uh, has been really, really uh, just positive to know. Nice. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's just going to be a really good time. I think, I think that's in the front of my mind to have that to kind of look forward to. Mm. Um, got the week to myself this week, actually got the house to myself. So a bit of solo time, going to hopefully get out and swing the, swing the sticks Managed to get out last week and swing the clubs. Training's going well. We've actually just uh, some feedback from the coach uh, or like some self-reflection, uh, self-reflection on some things. I just know that uh, I'm not recovering sufficiently. Uh, like, you know, my body should be able to withstand what I'm throwing at it. You know, all things being considered, it's not exactly an excessive amount. As an example, for those that um, don't follow me and Strava, which would be every single person that's listening because I've got like zero followers, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, I am running three to four times a week and training in the gym three times a week. So uh, like seven days consistent, but not beating. It's not like the body is feeling depleted. It's just like, just don't have the energy. So back to tracking the food, seeing kind of what sort of fuel I'm putting in my body to ensure that I can recover. And as I'm sure you and me both know, as soon as you start tracking, it's like, oh, maybe I should eat more. Or maybe I should like, you know, oh, look, there's so much shit in this food that I'm not eating, that I am eating that I shouldn't be or whatever it is. So yeah, I say that as I look around and stare at my bowl of fruit that needs to be eaten and that sort of stuff. But I was very conscious going into this sort of training plan that I wanted to eat a lot, not less carbs, but more natural carbs. I wanted, like I, I had done some research on less processed carbs, even less grains. So more fruit, literally fruit, veg, meat. I wanted to make up the crux of my diet, but to eat that at 3000 calories is just a ridiculous a amount of food. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's just being mindful of that. And like, I think I've been, I've known that, yeah, I'm probably under eating. Um, so now it's a case of cool track this week all the way through, uh, get an understanding of what it is that the body's consuming. Cause I, I reckon it's like maybe, maybe 2,200 calories. Like I just don't think, yeah, I just don't think I'm eating a sufficient volume of food. So mm. we'll see how we go with that. Um, 
but that piques my interest as well. And just like already going through the, the um, motions of like, oh, I really don't want to run today. Then you run and you feel better. And I push back one day from Saturday to Sunday. And then I log in on Sunday and I see I've got a Sunday run. So I'm like, no. So I had to, oh. you know, should have done two runs yesterday. Um, but I'll actually go for a run this afternoon, which is just a uh, like 120 beats per minute, real slow zone two running for an hour. So it doesn't beat up the joints too much, focusing on that cadence still, which I'm pretty much at without having to listen to a metronome. I don't know if anyone's ever done that for their running that's listening in or if you've done it, Luke. But um, no, I haven't. It's literally just like tick, 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 tick in your ears as you're running. And that's like, you can get like cadence. I reckon if you go on Spotify and you go like 120, well, what kind oh, of 170? Oh, you can. It's 170, but like if I'm not a huge fan of that music. So I'll listen to country music with this tick tick in the background. That's, that's oh, so you listen to both. Life. Yeah, I'll put music over it because I kind of can. And I just like to switch off and I can't, I would have put a podcast, but that's like you've really got to consciously listen to the words I feel in a podcast, especially when I mm. listen to them at probably a little bit too fast, one and a half speed. Um, <laughs> yeah. I consume at a rate of knots. But uh, having a tick in the background doesn't really work. So, mm. um, yeah, like I think just getting my nutrition up this week will be really good. Playing some golf will be good. Might go see a movie, little solo Tom date, which would be good as nice. well. What's on? Anything that's piquing the interest? Well, those that know me know I love it. I'm in love with uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya's little relationship and romance. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is about them, but I watched the. I think I watched the Spider Man the movies they're in recently and i'm just like oh they're, they're good together and then i for some reason on youtube they targeted me with their their youtubing and uh i started oh, watching yeah. i'm watching this relationship flourish which is great because they're they're young individuals who are in the prime of their life anyway so big tom holland fan he's got a movie out called uncharted which is based on a video game and i don't think i've seen too many video game movies but it's got mark Wahlberg in it so i might go see that because that's probably more my jam than it is um me and, and the missus so but yeah. yeah good plan nice. yeah. plants and animals is hard to stick to i find just kind of coming back to nutrition mm. uh, if you don't mind me ripping you away from tom holland and zendaya for one minute sorry mate, i just got distracted i'm just i'm just off in my head there for a second <laughs> you probably yeah. downloaded tiktok and you're like i don't even know how tiktok works but i'm assuming you just yeah just dopamine galore <laughs> that would require no social media and we know how i feel about that <laughs> No social media, but you have TikTok. But I have TikTok. But that's I, on the homepage. And it's just Tom Holland and Zendaya. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And Tay Goody's on there as well. Don't yeah, Of course. Yeah. Get the, the shout outs for sure. Yeah. Shout outs. Uh, yeah. Nutrition. Plants and animals. It sounds like that's kind of what you're going down. Like no processed carbs or limiting yeah. them as much as possible. And yeah, I mean, you can eat a lot of food if you really stick to those whole foods. Mm. If you like, if you're loading up your plate with lots and lots of veg and stuff, it's like, you look at the calories of that, of a full plate of veg with all the phytochemicals and stuff, like different colors of the rainbow. And yeah, then you, like, you have some meat in the middle of that. It's like, this is not many calories compared to, you know, if you go to KFC or, or even if you have like other processed carbs, like if yeah. you, you know, you get some like rigatoni on there or some pasta or something like that, it's like, just jacks it up. The carb to protein ratio to fat ratio is just like completely different. Though. Yeah, I do like my rice. So I'll have chicken and rice every so often. Big rice. Um, purely from usually on days when I'm running, just because I know I need that little bit of extra bump. But like, yeah, it's it's not impossible, but like I should be eating currently um, if I want to hit those sort of cows and, and above. 
Um, have you eaten yet? Fruit, veggie. Yeah. Uh, what have I had? Literally, so nutrition to this point has been underwhelming. Uh, I'm loving mandarins at the moment. So I've had a mandarin, oh, nice. I had three eggs scrambled. Uh, I've had a protein shake, which I don't rate at all. I got this disgusting. I used to really love No Way Protein from ATP Science. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just giving it daggers. Um, and I <laughs> yeah, love it. Really- yeah, <laughs> I detest it. Um, their vanilla is great. But for, I thought I was getting vanilla, but it's like vanilla latte. It's just like, yeah, right. oh, it's horrid. So yeah, I'm trying okay. to just, just like get through that, pinch the nose. Mm. Um, I think I had a nectarine as well. So right. currently nearly one o'clock and I've definitely under eaten. What do you have with the scrambled eggs? Just eggs? Yeah. No, anything else? Uh, salt and pepper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's cool. It doesn't seem like, a, I mean, I'm a oh, man. I'm, I love food. Mm. But I would definitely have some kind of like sourdough, some like I, I some have, kind I of carbohydrate. I used to do that, like big bread, like you know, two two slices of bread, really nice bread, happy with sourdough. But then, part of me, like I'm not gonna lie, I think I mentioned this to you before in the gym the other week or last week maybe. And my goal is double body weight squat, one and a half body weight bench, two and a half body weight deadlift. And if I manage to just lose a few kilos, they feel like they're more achievable numbers. So there's been a conscious yeah, yeah. effort to potentially just maybe, what if I'm running more, like training more, eat the same amount, maybe slightly less, see what sort of kilos. I don't even know what I weigh at the moment, but I might do the sneaky. I think it was you that mentioned just walk into um, Harvey Norman and go, do these scales work? Stand on them and check out what you're on. <laughs> yeah. And then just get and actually leave. buy some. Yeah, don't yeah. buy them. Just do that once a week. That's right. Um, yeah, so there might be some sort of like little underlying that I forgot to mention that'd be nice to maybe drop from 80 down to 75. It also helps with the running. Don't have to move um, the extra five kilos, but we'll see how True. we go. You don't want to get stronger? You just want to reduce well, your body be, weight? I'd be, the, I'd be the same amount of relatively, relatively strong, relatively the same strength, whatever that is, because it's still be two and a half, two and one and a half. However, I'm finding... That strict press just gets things to be getting heavier. These shoulders aren't getting any stronger at the moment. They're getting uh, narrower somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Skeleton's shrinking just from the top down. That's it. <laughs> no. I've actually got the fisheye lens on, so it makes me look smaller. True. No, it's the other way, isn't it? You got the the oh, wide angle. The wide, yeah. Don't know. No, the fish, the fish, the fisheye would make you look mega wide. Swollen. Maybe if I. Would you be able to lose five kilos and maintain strength? Do you think five kilos is a fair percentage of your body weight? What's that like? Maintain. I feel like it. Like I, you know, I feel like with consistent, like consistently. It, well, you're gonna lose a little bit of strength because you're in a deficit, right? Like you just your yeah. body would naturally be in a deficit, so you'd possibly lose some strength. You need to be in a surplus to gain strength. So, goal is kind of maintain strength but drop body weight. So therefore, if you're well trained, relatively, like put like a little asterisk next to that. If you're in a deficit and you're and you're highly trained, it's likely you you won't increase strength. But if you're oh, untrained, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. If you're untrained, if you're untrained in a deficit, you can build some strength. Build some muscle. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Agree. So there's, I mean, there's possibility that you could lose whatever percentage of your body weight that is, seven percent or something, mm. and either maintain or at least go into like survival mode and try and just maintain as much of your strength as possible. If not even actually, what I found when I what if first I just lose started, fat though, and then it's just all lean muscle mass. Exactly. And I drop from. Four percent body fat to two percent body fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not four percent body fat. <laughs> I found that when I first started, uh, when I was younger, when I was actually when I actually cared about how I looked, 
in terms of like percentage body fat, like yep. lean mass to fat mass, fat free mass, that kind of stuff. When I started cutting, I actually increased my strength. And I think it was because I actually started tracking my food. You probably so the, the quality take, of the yeah. food overall was much better. The percentage yep. splits of all the food were much better or much yep. more optimal for me. So I actually, I decreased body fat, increased strength. And I'd been mm. training for like a few years at this point. So I think everyone, like people often overcomplicate it. And, you know, it's like, if you're in a deficit, you just try and maintain as much as you can, but it's likely you'll lose a lot or lose a little bit. Um, And if you're in a surplus, it's like, yeah, that's gain town. And you only can get stronger when really, like if you're not training adequately, you can just put on fat. Yeah. (laughs) You might not actually stimulate stimulus. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much, yeah, there's so much nuance to that. Um, But just, yeah. Eat, eat what I was about to say. Eat what feels good. Don't do that. <laughs> really? Then Thanks, Coach. Crispy yeah. <laughs> creams and I don't know all the no. all the uh, Snickers bars and stuff. No, I eat pretty well. Like you know, my my dirtiest meal will be pasta. Yeah, like my dirtiest meal, and that's like pasta with capsicum. What do we have last night? Italian sausage, cherry tomatoes, garlic, onion. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, like filthy. Nice. Dirty, dirty bulk. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell you about the KFC I had on Saturday night. Man. Did you have KFC? Dude, I haven't had KFC in ages. And let me tell you, it was delicious. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was seriously good. I'm not surprised. Oh, my God. Anyway. What caused you to go down that path? Open up. Um, well, I had a mate's going away. And uh, we're at another mate's cricket. And by this point... We were sitting in the sun. We already had a couple. So it was like, uh, what are we going to get for dinner? And we were tossing mm-hmm. up between Domino's, McDonald's, and KFC. And KFC won out. I tried to be as good as possible. So I just went down the chicken. Like, I didn't get heaps and heaps of carbs. I had a Zinger burger. And then I got some, some extra original recipe. And uh, the potato and gravy. And the I didn't eat the potato <laughs> and gravy. I'm not, the chips were amazing. Let me, let me just tell you that. I didn't eat the potato yeah. and gravy, though. KFC chips are unreal. Cause I'm not a complete barbarian and uh, I didn't want to fully blow out, you know, but the yeah. Zinger burger, the six pieces of original recipe and the large chips definitely kept me under. Well, and I got a water. So it's like, <laughs> that just cancels it out, you know, help the process on the way down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Unreal. exactly. And I just tried to chew it as little as possible. So it would just go down in as a whole and I would absorb as little as possible. No, that's not true, but it, it was seriously good. Um, Fried that's chicken is, is a kryptonite though. Fried, I love me some fried chicken. Have you been to Nola on at East End? No. Oh man, they've got some unreal fried chicken. Literally just What's right next to uh, Mother Vine. Shout out to them. I mean, if they're listening, uh, more than happy to eat fried chicken on the potty if uh, you want to send some our way. Actually, Maybe we can just do a like, from there. Oh, it would actually be cool. Um, from the front. Yeah, like a craft beer and whiskey bar. Um, that's mm. cool. Mm, rural southwest or southern and fried chicken style yeah man the combo for me is uh fried chicken and waffles with maple syrup yeah that's a good time and bacon yeah that is a place that's it for me can't remember what it's called a place in frio in perth that do this yeah exactly that fried chicken waffles dude and not like not like dirty american ones like there's like almost a a brunch spot kind of thing it's just like yeah that's good some really oh there's actually there's a place yeah what's the name of the place it's called the lab no, I don't know about Tim Payne. There, where's that? Uh, Paynham. Paynham, I believe. Okay, which is like pretty close to the gym. Yep. Yeah, we should definitely go there. They do real good chicken and waffles, very good, and cream as well. I think Jed 
Road Brighton, potentially. Sorry, um, I missed that. Cream, Jetty Road Brighton, I believe. No. Oh, Cream, yeah. Yep, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. That's a good coffee spot too. Have you been to Whistle um, and Flute? Yep. Yeah, yeah they, right do, they do like fried egg, fried chicken on, I think it's on mm. pancake. That is oh, probably, yeah. yeah, I need to go back there. That's not plants and animals. <laughs> well, it's mostly, well, it's mostly, yeah. <laughs> it's a mix. I mean, if, mix. if you go back far enough in the process of creating the, uh, the pancakes. Yeah, it's some flower. There, there's were, a plant. there were plants and animals <laughs> yeah. involved. Milk, animal product. Yeah, nah, for sure. But yeah, uh, so, you, uh, you mentioned, man, we went down a tangent just then, yeah, but about, about 40 about minutes healthier. ago when we first started <laughs> we uh you mentioned their self-reflection which is kind of the topic of the conversation for today it's something that i wanted to talk about yeah for sure i've just seen a um a common theme in people in general i was at yeah. a wedding a couple of weeks ago when i first got out from COVID, oh last week when i first got out from covid and just like talking with people about the difference between people that have the ability to introspectively think mm-hmm. like look inwards at their own faults and um, where they excel. Yeah. It gives them that extra layer of awareness, that extra layer of self-awareness, which is for me, it's like unprecedented. It's unrivaled. Mm-hmm. I think the ability to have that and the benefit of being able to look inwards and see your own faults and what you excel at is such an easy way to grow without really any external help. Like, I don't have to ask you, I don't have to ask you, although I could, what am I good at and what am I not good at, essentially? Like, that's the bare bones of it. I can kind of, if I have the ability to, I can look inwards at what I'm doing and let's place this, let's put this in context somehow. So let's say you're a fitness coach or you're a PT or you're a business owner. Um, Can you look inwards at where your business excels, Mm. your people skills, your like the technical side of things. Let's get down the route of like fitness coach because that's what I do the most. Yeah. And you could understand that as well. You look inwards to your ability to coach like movement patterns, your ability to build rapport and develop relationships with clients, the ability to, I call it placing, like placing this session in the week and that week in the broader spectrum, the mesocycle, and that mesocycle in the macro cycle, and yeah, you kind of place those words. This one session, it's a little esoteric, but this one session, where does it fit in this like broad spectrum? Because that's going to help with people's motivation. They know what yeah. they're training for. It'll help with the desired outcome, mm-hmm. the stimulus that they're going to get out of the session. If you know, if you've done that, it kind of comes back from that point. There's so many things you could potentially think about. Um, and the ability to not only see where you go wrong, but where you go right yeah. as well. I think both of those things are equally as important. Obviously, you want to work on your weaknesses, but it's also important that you give yourself some of that affirmation that, hey, I am actually doing some stuff really, really well. Um, and it might be you compared to yourself six months ago, or it could be yeah. you to your peers. Like, what do you bring into the table compared to like other people that work in the same environment? Because the goal is, I think, especially in owning a gym, is to have everyone bringing each other up everyone has their own things that they excel at. So ideally everyone can bring those things to the table. Like they must've learned that from somewhere that, mm-hmm. you know, I've had coaches that excel at 
like building rapport and they can really, really effectively communicate. And then I've had other coaches that really struggle with that, but technically they're amazing. Like they can, they can make down movement patterns extremely well, but maybe getting the message across is not as effective. Yeah. And I've had other people that are like really, really good on the phone, but you know, their technique stuff is not as proficient or prolific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's so many examples of this. And I think the ability to identify those within yourself, that is like the starting point of personal growth, Mm -hmm. I think. So for me, I had them written down. I'm going to get mine up, but I want you to talk about yours first. What do you think oh. you are? Uh, sorry to put you on the spot here, yeah. but I know that you have the ability to do this because we've talked about this a lot and, uh, and you're, you're the type of dude that has the ability to, and you can kind of tell, like I said, at the very start, you can kind of tell people that can and can't. And yeah. I know that you have the ability to look inwards like this. And we've done this before and we've talked about mm. this before, but what do you think you are really good at? Maybe, maybe a couple of things, three things. Um, organization would definitely be i'm very organized and i think that this is hilarious i had a teacher in year four called mrs rob and i just moved we used to live in you know, not going to call it country but south of perth um when i was in year three and year two and we moved back up to perth uh and i had mrs rob and i came in part way through the year and she told me that i was one of the most disorganized individuals that she'd ever met and saying that to like an eight, nine-year-old, you just yeah, like, cough for that. Like, all right. I, I literally was just like, Fuck, that's weird. Like, what do you have what, to organize at eight or nine? Do you know what's hilarious though? Like I just visualized it as my, my desk wasn't organized, right. like for some reason. And I feel, <laughs> this is hilarious. Because I, I remember going to, because I don't know about, this is semi-off topic. And I'm going down tangents today. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but um, in primary school, you needed to bring, every student needed to bring like a tissue box to school as part of like what you had like part of the the you know you got to order the certain things for the kids i can't remember what that's called um anyway yeah, fundraiser so, or something no like at the start of the year like these are the things you need like a class list or almost like a, whatever oh, one of the things a tissue box and so i went to take two tissues so like, why do you need two tissues and i was like i don't know there's always use two tissues and she was like you can just use one and i'm like what do you want me to do with the second tissue like put it back <laughs> Like what if my what if my blowing of my nose just goes so firm through this first one because someone's bought a cheap tissue mm. and it's sandpaper? You're gonna cop it, Mrs. Rob. I didn't say that, I thought it <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. Back to the organization. She told me that I wasn't very organized. So I think ever since then that's really hit home. And clearly it has because I've got some, I've got a dartboard with her head. No, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've definitely organized. Like I have a, a whiteboard next to my desk every day that I use, and my desk is always very organized. I, I don't like um, organized chaos is not how I live. My bedroom is not bed, not made and clothes, not away. As soon as I leave the room every day, it's messy. So I'm very organized. Um, I would say time management. That's something I've worked on, uh, with the company that I currently am employed by. They transitioning through roles within the company has, you know, has, it has had its challenges. And so I definitely was one of the things that I, researched and just like cool this is on me i need to be more organized with my time because i want to make sure that i can you know do the job to the best of my ability and effectively so going out of my way out of work to kind of research time management make sure that that's one of the aspects of my life and day and whatever um, that i bring to this uh, occupation i can kind of tick that off and go cool i know that i can mentally i'm very good at checking in and checking out like i'm so i can switch off from something pretty pretty easily not many things get to me things definitely do get to me but when they do they hit pretty hard and it's hard for me to switch off but i'm pretty good at um 
just going, cool, I'm so organized with my time management, so organized physically and for my day and my time management, it's very like, I'm not going to give this task more than X amount of time. Um, the third thing I'm really good at, uh, following a plan, maybe. Um, really good at just creating, you know, creating systems, I'll say, creating a plan and then following it. So um, pretty good at being able to break down um, Get, getting to an end and then breaking down exactly what it is and then hopefully delivering that to someone and going, cool, if you follow this plan, you should be able to get to here as well, like verbatim. So didn't that sounds very boring for probably those listening. Great. He's very organized. His time management's great and he can create plans. Um, that's literally your job though. That's literally what I do for a living. Yeah. Um, and you don't yeah, have the so, luxury of going into the place, you know, creating, you don't have a nine to five job. Like you're not, you're no. not going into an office building or into the gym and like having an office where you're, you have Enough. to be there by X, like X time in the morning and you can leave yeah. it. Exactly. So you have to be able to create those plans and stick to them. Otherwise, yeah. like if I had your job, no, nothing would get done. <laughs> I would, uh, I would I mean, be it's a skill. Like, terrible. It's definitely a skill. It's not something that just like people have. And that's something I've definitely learned in the last year and a half. Um, just even within the team that I look after as well. It's like, there's some assumed knowledge there and you should obviously never assume, but like there were a lot of the things that I'm good at now that I've gone out and learned on myself. It's not a case of someone put the work and the time into me. Like I'm, I'm not a, uh, I don't do courses or anything like that. I just self-learn and learn by doing and learn through experience. And sometimes that takes time, um, but you can definitely, you know, do life short courses essentially. Like, cool, I need to make sure that I get this right by next week. And if I don't, then it's not just me that's going to struggle. It's the business of people above me and the people below me. Uh, and that's not fun to have on your conscience for me personally anyway. So um, there are three things I'm good at and I have a feeling you're going to ask me the next three. <laughs> Actually, hang on, before I ask that, speaking of assumed knowledge, we're kind of assuming yep. that um, people know what you do for a job. I think that's important just to like give this some context. I don't know how to explain what I do. Um, I look after the operations of gyms in Western Australia. So when it comes to ensuring... Uh, client experience is paramount, ensuring the, you know, systems are being adhered to, systems are being created, um, making sure that feedback is being received both from clients and coaches and being given. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that a job? That's probably what I do. I mean, yeah. You do That's it. What I, do. I, I look after the team. Yeah. I try and look after the team and ensure that they're, they're, they have the skill set and the knowledge and the um, ability to basically fulfill what we are delivering on from a sales and uh, fulfillment aspect, I guess. So they don't, that they need to ensure that what we sell, they can do. And I need to keep them to that standard and set expectations accordingly, train and educate, recruit. Um, yeah. Anything from floor coaching, like what um, you do as uh, all the way through to nutrition coaching, accountability systems, uh, long-term one-on-one coaching between client and coach. So I don't do any client interactions, but I train the coaches in that skill set. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That gives us some context yeah. so people can kind of like figure out. People are probably wondering. It's a very rear-facing like. job. There is a, yeah, I think that's important because we're, we're forever increasing our listeners. Of course. So it's important that we uh, give them some context to that yeah. without them having yeah, to go back fair. through step one. Um, very rear-facing job. So lots and lots of behind-the-scenes stuff. So yeah. it makes a lot yeah. of sense that those are your strengths. It's a lot of mm. scheduling and being well-structured. Yeah, be you kind of want to be all things to all people a little bit, like not to sound overwhelming, but like 
in, in any sort of management or leadership position, there's no one right way to lead or manage a team. There's no one right way to lead or manage an individual. So the way you interact with one person is going to be completely different from the way you interact with another person because they learn and grow and are at different stages of their career. Um, and they will you know, absorb information differently. So for, for one person, you might need to be really hands-on, but for the other person, it might be cool, set and forget. Um, and then the language you use with them is different. Um, expectations you set might be slightly different wording because some people need to be a little bit more direct and some people need to be a little bit more passive. So again, that's learning by doing. I, I know that they're the, you know, there's so much variety there, but the application of it, it's like, cool, how do I quickly assess that Luke, who is an employee of mine, I mean, Luke and Wright actually have two Lukes that work for me. I'm not referencing them. Um, I'm using <laughs> you as an example. Uh, you know, how does he learn? What, how do I can give him, what's the best way to give him feedback? What's the best way for me to upskill him as quick as possible to the level where he needs to be and then continue to grow him from there? Um, as long and, and all the while ensure that there's respect there and trust and all those sorts of things. So, mm -hmm. and you're going to be completely different to say, I don't know who else else, say, say I'm managing, um, Ryan, the crypto person, very different personalities. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's just that sort of stuff. You know that you know that they're different, but how do you actually apply the knowledge? Mm, that's tough. That's a minefield. And uh, three things you think that you need to work on? Uh, creativity. I'm not very creative. I'll definitely, I like my spreadsheets. I like my X's and my O's and my ones and my zeros. Um, so creativity is something I definitely struggle with. Um I'd say that ensuring like re my sometimes I can be reactive and I hate it. I hate being reactive in certain stance and certain instances, which is quite good being semi-remote because you can kind of like, cool, don't need to react to that sort of um, to, to things. Um, so I'd say I'm, I've gotten better at that, definitely. Um, so I'll actually put that under patience. I won't put that reactive. I'll put that under patience. I'm not a very patient individual. Um, what was the first one? Memory. Memory is my last one. I got a terrible memory. Creativity. 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 Patience. Memory and patience. Yeah. I'll, my memory, this, yeah, again, memory is bad, which is why I take so many notes and I take, um, I'm, you know, I need organization because like, you know, I could have done something last week and say, oh, I don't remember doing that. Yeah. And it's an experience that I've forgotten or whatever. So memory is pretty poor. But that, I have heard that once you hit, you know, over 27, everything's downhill. So I reckon I'm, I'm on the fast right. track. <laughs> I'm uh, three months in. I can actually yes. sense that. Well, I mean, I didn't have COVID. Ooh, oh, the posties around. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have COVID when I was 26 or prior. So true. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be my three I, the three areas I, I think I need to work on. I don't know how memory you work on that, except for literally just application and, and note taking, which I kind of do. Patience is one I've definitely improved upon. I think. If you ask anyone that's known me from oh, 10 years old upwards, they would say, yeah, I'm not very patient. Um, actually, I'm going to change memory. I get bored. Um, I'm very much someone that needs stimulation often. Uh, and like even just from education from, I, I watch a lot of sport or I watch, I don't really watch that many shows, but um, I, need, I need to be doing something always. I struggle to stop. And that's sometimes a good thing when it comes to say progression and learning and education, but it can be overwhelming when you're like, I literally lie down on the couch for 10 minutes and I'll get bored and I'll have to like, cool, what could I be doing this time? So mm. the ability to slow down and stop 
is not something that I have mastered, which is beneficial having a partner that is mastered that really well and being very kind to herself in that regard. Uh, mm. So having that balance and just seeing and being, and, you know, living with someone that does, that has that ability, just like I'm going to do these things for me rather than for like for me now, right in this moment, rather than for future me, which is what I have a big drive towards, but you never meet future self. Mm. Um, so yeah, that would be my three creativity, patience, and not being able to stop. I don't know how you simplify that to a word. Yeah. How often do you do you do that very often? Or is this just kind of one of the first times? Do what? Stop? Sorry, introspectively, stop. like look at yourself objectively and think, okay, how have I been going? Have I been tracking? You know, am I is my trajectory, my current trajectory right now of how I am as a human in all my traits and all my oh, personality yeah. traits? Is Weekly. this the what? Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. very frequent. Yeah, I, I would reflect on where I'm where I'm at currently very often. I'm I'm very self. I wouldn't say I'm super self-aware. I'm very, very self-reflecting. You don't think you're uh, self-aware? Not very. I'd say I am self. I think I'm relatively self-aware, but I, I, I okay. wouldn't put myself. I know some extremely self-aware individuals, which is just really cool to witness. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't categorize myself in that pool. But yeah, I definitely self-reflect and just go, cool, where am I? How am I doing? Because I, I, as similar to you, I don't necessarily have extremely lofty expectations of myself. I wouldn't use those words, but I do have expectations of myself. And so when either you miss them or you exceed them or whatever, it's like, cool, did I undershoot the target? Did I overshoot the target? Is the target realistic? Where am I at relative to where I was a week ago, six months ago? Am I getting closer? Um, yeah, I've got like, massive expectations. Just yeah. To, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm not like, <laughs> I seriously... Uh, yeah, my expectations of myself are dire. I put everything on the line yeah. in, in pretty much everything. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I self-reflect often. Yeah. That's good. good. That's an important skill. And sometimes and you can actually get more, you can get more efficient at it. You don't have to necessarily like sit down and write these things out. You can just check in. Yeah. Yeah. The more that you do it, the the less you have to do it. I think just sometimes it's like, okay. Yeah. For me, I don't do it as a moment of conscious. Uh, like, cool, am I going to allow this time to self-reflect? It's more like there's been a catalyst and that causes me to self-reflect. Mm. So something's happened or it's, and, and this is probably a good, a good identification. It's possibly not always positive, not always a positive catalyst yep. in terms of like, um, I feel like I'm off track. Where am I at? Or like this happened, you, you should be here by now or whatever that is, that, that sort of self-talk, which is, an, which is an ideal, it should more be say, you know that didn't even make sense it should more so be a conscious like self-reflection like cool it's the second tuesday of the month how am i traveling along with where i need to be from for where i want to go that mm. would be a more positive way to, to do self-reflection i wouldn't say i'm there sure i don't think it's i mean this is kind of coming back to the conversation we had maybe a few weeks ago of finding the silver lining out of like negative things that happen mm. and if that's the catalyst to some self-reflective time then great like make the most of that. What was this breakdown in communication or this, you know? Yeah, whatever. I agree. I, I, I don't know. I, I would say it's important to do it in those moments, but I would say it's also important to do it as a simple task. Sure. Yeah, for, it's definitely not one or the other. Yeah. yeah. I, but I think if, if you've had that breakdown and you're like, oh, I haven't had any self-reflective time for a little while, maybe that's actually the reason why this confrontation is 
come up because mm. I haven't checked in on myself for a little while to see what trajectory I'm on yeah. in my own personal trait. It's like the stuff that you're surrounded by constantly, you kind of become it, or at least it changes how you react to stuff. So if mm. you're surrounded by people that are negative, you know, in their mindset, mm -hmm. whether that be like victim mentality or pessimistic or nihilistic or like, you know, there's kind of like associated with negative or negativity, you often will become that yeah. without even thinking about it. Even if it's just like 1% a day and you just slowly mm. change over time. And then three months down the track, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been having these kinds of thoughts, mm. you know, because you've just been surrounded by it constantly. It's so hard to break that if you're surrounded by it all the time. But I think a really good way of doing that is actually checking in on yourself really frequently and saying or thinking, okay, I've been surrounded by these types of people and there's no way I could remove myself from them without like quitting my job or whatever. And that's yep. fine because they are like that for a reason. That's fine. But where do I want to be in mm. relation to, you know, this company or this job or this business or whatever. And uh, yeah. And looking inwards in that. So you don't, you don't become what you hate because you're yeah, often like sure. drawn towards that negativity um, for whatever reason it like scratches a weird itch. Mm -hmm. Like that's why, that's why news articles, the negative ones get heaps and heaps of clicks. Cause like yeah. humans just like are drawn to that kind of stuff, like moth to a lamp. Um, so I think it's really important. That's one of the most important skills that I learned in my old job when I was teaching the PT qualification was I didn't take it that seriously at the time, but now looking back and reflecting on it, I can see how beneficial it was to learn the skill of um, self-analysis mm -hmm. and, uh, and just how important it can be for your growth. Yeah, and definitely. like I said at the very start, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it's not something that you have to check with someone else. If you have a good objective thought about yourself, then great. Like that's often going to be true. Um, it does help if you get feedback from someone else. Like I ask you, what are three things that I do well and what are three things I don't do well? You know, hopefully the list is pretty similar, but maybe it's not. Maybe you see stuff that your perception of me is different to how I perceive myself. Or maybe I'm putting a bigger emphasis on different stuff because my role is more forward facing. It's all about coaching and building rapport and that kind mm. of stuff. A lot of my thought goes towards those things. But then maybe you see traits in me that are like disorganized or unhygienic or you know, other traits that I would like never even, I would potentially not think about. So I think it's important that you have the peers around you to be able to do both. You think objectively yeah. in yourself, but then you also have the trust, I guess to be able to ask others around you to give you that like self or that not self-analysis, but that critical analysis. I yeah, think I think it's relative to like what you're trying to accomplish as well. Like, like you say, it's important. Like, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you, what your three and three are, to be honest, but it's like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish with the time that you have, which as we said, like relative to the goals that we shared at uh, the back end of last year, started this year and, you know, have they changed or whatever that is. And then it's a case of you You might be going, oh, I'm really good at this and this and this, and I'm really bad at this and this. And it's like, cool, how are they going according to what you're trying to accomplish? And if you've got someone that can check you in there. So like for me, I'm organized. I can't remember the three things. Memory's shocking. Um, organized time management and one other thing. It's like, I'll know like if I'm slipping on one of those because my day will be a shambles. Um, I won't get tasks done. Yeah. Um, so therefore relative to my goals, I'm, I'm kicking goals 
according to my goals because I've been like, because of my organization, my time management, I'm meeting every training session and blah, blah, blah. Creativity is not relevant to my goal. So I'm, I'm not bothered by that. Um, memory, I can't remember what the other two were. I'm stuck. But like, you know, if, if someone that you have as a mentor or in your circle, as you refer to it, like if they can check in and go cool and you have the humbleness to ask them, I, th- I think these are three things I do really well and these are three things I need to work on. What do you think? It's like, well, relative to your goals, I think these are three areas you might need to work on and this is what you're doing well in that regards. Mm. You definitely have to give them some context. That's important yeah. to know 100%. as well. Like, because I could, t- I could tell you my three or six things, three good, three bad, but it's relative to me as a coach because we did it as like a, um, we did it this morning as like a coach's drill, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you could do it outside about, of that, in a relationship. What about exactly. in friendships? What about yep. in, yeah, exactly. Completely different. So it's important that you plot each of these or at least give them some context. Yeah. Um, as you said, there's like relationships and friendships and mm. as a, an employee, as an employer, as a business owner, as, mm. you know, whatever, an acquaintance. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's important that you give them some context as well. Otherwise, like the list could be, you could have 15 things in each category of yeah. good and bad. It's yeah. all just completely relative to what we're actually talking about. So mine will be really out of context for the sake of this conversation. Um, but I guess just like kind of thinking about it, if I put myself on the spot, like I did to you, <laughs> I, uh, I'm extremely driven and uh, I'm highly motivated when I'm on, I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can also, I'm just going to kind of like throw these out positive and negative in like a bit of a mix, I suppose. So when I'm on, I'm on, like I'm, I think that my my drive is very very fast. Yeah. I'm like hyper driven. Yeah. I have like really really high expectations of myself, which can be a good or a bad thing. Um, but I think aiming so high, and not necessarily so far in the future, but definitely just aiming high in like kind of a moderate length of time, like five years or eight years. Um, it really you have to do stuff. You can't just like sit around. It's not like I'm planning for 25 years in the future and anything can happen in 25 years. Yeah, for sure. You know, where it's like, you don't, you don't necessarily have that same level of motivation yeah. to do stuff. Whereas, because it's like three to five years in the future, it's like, okay, shit, I actually have to do stuff now mm. because, you know, six months roll by like that. Suddenly you've only got two and a half years until that end point. Now it's like, oh man, I haven't achieved anything. And it's like, yeah. you know, a sixth of the time has gone past. It's like 15% of the time. It's just like, it just flies by. So I, I'm hyper-driven. What I think falls relative to that is, again, probably as you said, but for me, it's a little bit different. My page, my patience. Yeah. I'm um, like very emotional, I suppose, mm-hmm. and, and rash. And I make very quick decisions. And I think I'm quite stubborn as well when I make those decisions. So it's like, okay, my mind's been made up and that's it yeah uh which again can be good can be bad can be good in the way that you decisions quickly so you don't have to waste time like pondering but then it's also like what if i had waited and maybe assessed all of the like all the nuance to this problem i maybe have could have made a better decision Mm. um so that can be good or bad um i think relationships and like building rapport. I think that's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. I think I can relate most conversations to the person that I'm talking to. Um, some people it's hard work, other people it's really easy. Uh, but I think that's an important skill, especially with such a forward facing role of owning a gym and 
you know, coaching. Um, that's a really important skill to have. Um, and then maybe another negative one is my time management is pretty poor. So when I'm, I've got these big goals and these, these massive expectations of myself and I, I maybe know where I'm at right now and I know where I want to be, but I don't necessarily know. I don't have the map in front of me. Like I yeah. don't know which direction to take. Um, I've got a little idea. Time management but I, or planning? Um, it's probably, yeah, it's probably more so planning because I've got this order of things and maybe I don't necessarily have the right order in which I'm going to do them. So like, mm -hmm. I know I have these five things I have to tick off. So for me, it could be like opening two more gyms or three more gyms. It's like, okay, what, what's the order in which we have to do this? Is it yeah. like, there's so many things. It could be like raising funds, finding teams, um, finding a location, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, looking at like lease amounts, um, you know, having current businesses doing well so they can finance it. It's like, where do you spend your time? So I think maybe planning for me is, is something that needs to work, has some work um, done to it as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very emotional, but I lack a lot of empathy, I think. Uh, and I think, I don't know whether it's because I'm like hyper emotional. I'm like, oh, I just don't have the time for this. And I like really struggle with that. Um, so I'm working on being more of an empath. I used to be a lot, a very big empath. Um, I'm still a people person, but any kind of like massive flux in emotional state for me, it's mm. just like, oh, I can't deal with this right now. I have to just switch off and just yeah. worry about me. Um, so that would be mine, I think, kind of in a jumbled list. Yeah, so can you but clearly define relative. the three and three? Say again? So just clearly mention the, what, what are your three things you're good at and what are three things you think you need to work on? Um, three things I'm good at are food and rapport, communication, my motivation and drive yeah and my not my memory i think you said i think you only said two yeah yeah not sure um and then the three bad things i need to work on my empathy my planning and your stubbornness my yeah i'm stubborn very stubborn yeah that's important list yeah it's a good list of things as well. I think they're big things and maybe you can work on it yourself or maybe I can work on it myself or maybe it's just going to take some time with dealing with people that are a bit different, um, that are a bit different to me. Mm. Maybe that's going to help that. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe even once you see, they're not like, you're never always going to be good at all things, I think as well. Like, I don't, I'm not really bothered. Like, well, it does annoy me that I'm not creative. I'd love to be creative, but I'm not going out trying to do any things to help my creative brain. Right. You know, I'm not like trying to engage in, I don't know, various other ways to think of things. I'm very logical. Uh, I'm, I'm a very logical person. So I follow a, a pathway to get somewhere. But like, well, if we come at it creatively, I can't get that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like, that's not a, it's annoying when I want to be creative. But like I don't have that often. Whereas maybe like when you say referencing some of yours, maybe the empathy, you it's something you deal with on a daily. So it's like, cool, it's actually something you possibly need to work on. Mm. Is that kind of what you're identifying? I think if if it's in like a fitness context, like if someone's like, if it's a movement relative to a movement, mm -hmm. I can't do this because of this. I've hurt my back, so I can't do this, or this hurts. Yeah. Like I'm I'm I think I'm really good with deal, dealing with that. But then if it's something that I don't deem as 
like a necessary emotion, then that like pisses me off. <laughs> if someone's like, yeah, if someone's upset for, for a reason that I like don't deem as necessary, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it will annoy me. Yeah. Um, I get that. Which sounds, that sounds tragic, but uh, that's just me being like completely honest to be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it's just like blunt. It's like, okay, I understand that gets to you, but it's not getting to me. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm not, I, I swear that. I'm not an asshole. It makes me sound like such an asshole. No, not at all. Like just different people are in different, you can be too much of an empath and you just allow people to get away with too much emotion. Um, and at some point you need to draw a line in the sand and um, you need some, you know, I definitely think there's a time and a place to, for want, definitely want of a better term, like wallow in X that's happened to person or because of person or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I definitely know that, like, okay, cool. I have the mentality, you can't change it. So move on. Um, mm. If you can change it, no need to worry about it because you can change it. So move on. Like I'm very pragmatic in that sense. And that doesn't help in some of my <laughs> friendships, work, workplace relationships and that sort of stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I, I move on pretty quickly, but I, I get it from a client interaction standpoint. It's like, cool, you need to, you know, there's a way to communicate to an individual. Um, and that's part of what the, the you get paid for, I guess. Mm. Do you have any pet peeves? Pet peeves. Yeah, yes. Something that, People that don't stack the dishwasher correctly, people that don't fold their clothes correctly, <laughs> um, those sorts of things are my pet peeves. As you can tell, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit OCD. <laughs> uh, I didn't not really, man. Like, anything different? Not, not in a. I, I can't think of a pet peeve. Maybe someone's a family member's screaming at their radio now, saying, saying "Oh, yeah, there's this." But um, not that I can think of. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, oh, one thing I really, that does get to me is don't say you're going to do something and then don't do it. Right. That really, really gets to me from a, any, any standpoint, friendships, workplace, whatever. I like, don't say, oh yeah, I can do that. And then it's like, cool, check in. Oh, I didn't get around to it. Oh, why? Cause I was busy or whatever. Like, so you, why don't you just tell me that? Like, I have no mm. issues if you can't do it, but right. don't say you're going to do it and then don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm petrified of doing that. Um, but I think I do do that <laughs> because I'm like, uh, I mean, if you want to expand on that, then yeah, I'm super impulsive. So it's like, but I want to do all things for everyone as well. And then, I, and then because yeah. my memory is not that good, I say yes. And then I just forget. It's like, it's a bad mix of things. Oh, it, it gets to me more in a workplace than friendship place, but like, okay, um, good. <laughs> so you're all good, <laughs> but it's more like, I, especially from my position and my role, it's like I'm, I'm here to help people and here to help them grow. And I ask, like, do you need help with it? What can I do? No, you can do it. Amazing. And then if it's a really important task that doesn't get accomplished, and it's like, in, you know, in a work environment, it's like, well, why did you say you could do it? Mm. Oh, well, this popped up and that popped up. So why didn't you reach out? I feel oh, that's different. Like, yeah. So that, but that, if 100% a pet peeve. Yeah. That's just like, I could flip some tables the amount of times that that happened. Mm. so again looking inward what could i be doing to make sure that, that doesn't happen and i have done that and it happens less and less now which is great um but no not really apart from literally um zoe will not fold my clothes nor will she stack dishwashers anymore <laughs> so, i'm, I'm Actually, not i hope yeah. i'm not throwing her under the bus and she's never coming home but no nah, just like just there's a logical way to do things so yeah. i just do it that way yeah i think the other thing um as you just mentioned like really briefly just like spark something in my brain again um about if you have asked someone to do a task and they say yes and then Mm. it doesn't get done for whatever reason and you just like very like briefly kind of went down that route of extreme ownership it's like okay let me turn this into a a self-reflective 
active exercise here. Yeah. Maybe it was my delivery in the question. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't put enough emphasis on it, like how important this was. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I didn't like go over and above in helping them schedule this in their day. You know, irrelative to whether you really need to or not. It's like, okay, I understand that Luke is not, he's the kind of guy to say yes to something and then not follow through with it. So in knowing that, I'm, and this is maybe some advice to you when dealing with me. <laughs> is, uh, is, okay, I'm expectations and checkpoints. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, no, so I know that Luke is going to say yes to this, but then the follow through might not be. Well, I'm still waiting for that um, ribeye that you were going to bring around last week or whatever it was. Dude, I got COVID, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mean, take a COVID ribeye for sure. COVID um, infected. COVID infected. But uh, maybe that's, um, yeah, anyway, this is like a, it's a very specific example, but it can be applied to anything. It's like, mm. okay, what can I have done? What could I have done better to facilitate them in finalizing this task, getting Big this time. thing done? Yeah. Um, whether that be like something in your relationship or whether that be something in your workplace, it's like if you have to delegate a job to someone else and that doesn't get done, almost treat everything that happens to you as your fault and how you could have potentially changed the course of fate yeah. to not have it go down that route. Mm. Really anything negative. Like if someone rear ends you, it's like, okay, there's nothing I could have really done about that besides not being on the road, but how are you ever going to today? Have <laughs> yeah, it's like there's some things that obviously you can't control and mm. you can't control what you can't control, obviously. But the things that you have any little scrape of control over, you should do everything that you can in order to turn that into a positive experience. Yeah. I'm just a big um, fan of seeing trends. So if you see something happen more than once, it's probably something that you have control over. So if like, if that's happened more than once, it's like, okay, cool. It's probably not them, it's me. Like, how can I deliver this more? Am I making myself available for feedback? Am I reaching out for help? Do I, again, going back to what I said, however long ago, it's like you might need to um, manage and monitor that that personality slightly different to someone else. You can go, hey, I need to do this. Can you do it? Yes, I can. Great. It gets done. You go, hey, I need to do this. Can you do it? Yes, I can. Doesn't get done. Doesn't get done again. Okay, cool. That's on me. Like once bitten, twice shy, that whole, that, um, and it's like, first time it's like, why didn't I do it? Well, X, Y, and Z. If I go down the same route again and ask the same way, the same person, and it still doesn't get done, well, I haven't learned anything either. So mm. um, regardless if it is your fault or not, I think that it's an important mindset to have because mm. the, everything comes back to you then. Yeah. And then at least you know that you've done everything in your power and your control to have that thing done again, yeah, whatever 100%. it is, it doesn't have to, we're kind of talking like as employers and people that have, I guess, like say over what people do, I suppose. Mm. It'd be different if you're an employee, you know, but you're dealing with people and... You you know, there's always someone you impact and there's always someone that impacts you. So regardless of position, um, friendships, relationships, footy mates, whatever. It's like, yeah, cool. Interaction with the coach. Um, Maybe I should handle that a bit differently. And, you know, a perfect example. And this is one of my patients' things coming to the fore. Um, like just being able to elicit a feedback loop and it not be in a certain forum. So, you know, asking for feedback in a public forum. And then when that feedback comes through in a public forum, it probably should have been a private forum. Well, it's not that person's fault for giving the feedback in public forum. That's where you ask for it. Right. Um, regardless of how like hot, you know, what you think they should know. So, um, that's something recently that happened. I was like, oh yeah, cool. I probably, the feedback, there's nothing wrong with the feedback. I know that it's in a public forum, but that's where I asked for it. So mm. 
that's on can't, you. Can't buy men. That's on me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hard man, and it's hard to cop that as well because I mean we were we were talking about egos last week with Cameron mm. and and man that there's nothing that hits the ego more than that you know where it's like okay this is this is something I you look at it you look at it after like after the fact and you're like fuck like why did I even ask it in this particular way or in this yeah. in this place knowing that it's very likely going to come back and if there's anything that isn't positive to say then everyone's going to see it yeah um, or everyone's going to hear it. it's like shit. different yeah, different outcomes, <laughs> I should not like, have done that trying to create a um a culture of you know being able to give feedback and that sort of stuff so yeah yeah it's hard to cop yeah hard. receiving feedback giving feedback is hard receiving feedback that is constructive is tough um, yeah, I think again, I, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's a skill, like with anything behavioral. It's a skill. It's not something that you're going to get good at just because it happened once. So, yeah, completely true. agree. Yeah. So there's two big takeaways I think, and and I don't want to turn this into one of those things where it's like, all right, and your homework for the week is. But I think it's really important. But um, <laughs> here's your homework. <laughs> there's a big but there. Uh, I think I think it's important if you haven't if you haven't done this exercise before. I think it's really important mm. that you do. Um, and maybe send them through, maybe send them through to us on Instagram or Facebook or something and give it some context. And I'm talking about those three things that you excel at and those three things you need to work on. Give it some actual thought. It won't take too long. It could take, I mean, it could take hours. You could really spend forever on this thing and really go deep. Um, but generally if it's the, you know, the three things that come to mind first, you know, or three out of the five things that first pop up in your mind, then generally that's a pretty good mm. inkling. Um, run with that i'd be interested to see what people come up with and if there's any common threads i think that given where we're at technologically most people are working from behind a computer screen now so it could be mm. like building relationships in in face-to-face communication or something like that i reckon i would see a little bit of that um i think yeah the feedback thing is pretty tough mm. i think a lot of people will struggle to receive feedback and not like get emotional about it yeah yeah and like yeah, yeah get their back up about it so that might be another one um do you see any that you would expect to see from people oh no not straight off the top of my head i think everyone's going through a different journey and there's so many different demographics that we might hit so curious i think it's just whether you want to share them or not like just you know do the practice and um it'd be cool if you do want to share them but if not just like if you do the practice you've learned something so um yeah for sure yeah, I'm keen to hear about that actually because it's a skill that not everyone does, but you can really tell the difference. And the and the level of self growth is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've been practicing for a little while now, and I think it's really important that most people do it. Look inwards. Nice closing thoughts, Mister Tom, Mister Young Tom, yeah. Mister Young Tom. I'll take it. Um, well, for those that can see what I'm doing on YouTube. Um, it's not very exciting, but I just want to say thank you for tuning in on YouTube. If you had a few people like and comment uh, on the most recent episode, so appreciate that. Um, definitely self-reflecting on how we present on uh, on the YouTube now that we can't just be shirtless and naked all the time. Uh, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> At least from the waist up, that. I'm wearing like I'm wearing a tuxedo top right now and yeah. uh, my and footy shorts. I'm not standing bottom. up, hey. I'm definitely not standing up. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I just want to appreciate everyone that's, um, you know, giving us their ears and their eyes. So thank you. Looking forward to having another guest on next week, um, which we're just finalizing the details on. So that'd be really cool. But um, if you guys have any topics that you are intrigued to learn more about or uh, people that you might think are interesting to pick their brains on, um, let us know. Reach out. But otherwise, sure. Before we uh, go anywhere, 
next week. I've just got confirmation. We do. Just come through. Amazing. We, we have a young Ruby Fagan Schmidt coming along who yeah, is a mentor for online marketing. Yeah. Um, she's got her own business coaching and consulting business. She's actually launching her own podcast, uh, which is very exciting as well. So being able to chat with her next week is going to be awesome. She's, um, and not only that, not only is she this like gun business owner, she's a serious athlete as well. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing about her journey and, uh, and what she's up to right now. She's, she's a bit of a gun in this space. So looking forward to it. Perfect. Well, until then, mate. See you, mate. Have a good week.